What's going on, dude? Pharaoh. Hey, what's cracking? We got Duke Farrell in the building, man. This is Def Cloud for Chasers TV. Um, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, man. Um, this is an exclusive interview. We're going to get in depth uh, with Duke Farrell. Understand what Duke Farrell is, where he come from, and understand why you should probably start following him. So if you'll give me one second while I pull up some of these questions I have for you, and we can get started, Duke Farrell. Uh, what where can they follow you at though? Let's just start off with that. What can they follow you at? D U K E F A R O. It doesn't matter. You can Google it. You can put it in any search engine. I'm on every social platform as Duke Farrell. Gotcha. So Duke Farrell, is that your real name? Um my real name is Jeremy. Make sure you put the air in there when you say my name. Jeremy Dasha Farrow Martin. Farrow is the last four letters of my uh, middle name. So that's so. Where did you get the name Duke Farrow from? Well, I got I got the Duke part. I got the Duke the Duke part from. Um, you know, being raised, being raised with uh, gangster disciples when I used to live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as a child, and uh, you know, I was always a crip. I was born a crip, whole family crip, and everything cripping. But when I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as a child, uh, my uncle, uh, Baby G, rest in peace to him. He was uh, he was murdered by the police, and you know, he raised me because he, you know, he was seven four, he was four. So uh, the combination of Duke and Pharaoh, like Pharaoh comes from my actual middle name. You know what I mean? It's the last four letters in my middle name. So I just put them together and we got we got a classic. Absolutely. That's, uh, so Pharaoh, a lot of us want to know, you know, um, you're definitely an uh, internet sensation. You definitely have some dope music. Uh, but a lot of us want to know, where exactly you from? And I wanted you to talk about um, your childhood before 13 years old. That's what we like to do on Death of the Cloud Chasers TV. So where were you at before you were 13, and what were you doing? Who was Duke Farrell? Okay, uh, to my knowledge, I left South Dallas. I'm I'm originally from uh, Bonton. It is about seven minutes from uh, Park Road. Uh, and it's all on it's all on the island in South Dallas. Uh, the family house that you know most of my family members grew up in. Uh, the address is twenty nine eleven Silkwood, and that's you know that's in the Bonton district. So, to my knowledge, my mother had uh, had had took me from Texas and moved me up there to Minnesota with her. Because you know it's just you know family politics and shit. Uh, so from there, I lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, for about six years, and I would come back every summer to Dallas. You know what I'm saying? And visit family, visit the you know visit the hood, and you know shit like that. Growing up, so that's that's kind of like the base of before. Uh, you know, thirteen. So I've lived. So I've lived traveling back and forth. 
Gotcha. So so now you're home and you you back in Dallas, Texas, and of course you're going you said you're going you you you've been going back and forth. So now you're back at home. Who was Duke Ferro and what age were you when you came back back home and um what was your mind state at that particular time? Well my uncle Baby D, man, rest in peace to uh Lee and Chris. Uh the police said that he had hung himself in the jail cell. You know, I didn't believe it because, you know, he taught me how to steal cars, smoke weed, drink, fight, you know, all kind of stuff. He, he taught me a lot of stuff. And I was like, he that he just didn't seem like the kind of individual that would do that to himself. And, uh, you know, having to stare at him in, in my bottom bunk bed, you know, uh, looking at him in his, in his uh, convalescent state, you know what I mean? It, it really it really fucked me up at nine years old looking at him lay there with a tube in his neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I, you know, because he was paralyzed from uh, being hung. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it just... When they, they sent me back down here, because I probably would have been throwing forks up, you feel me? I probably would have been on some, some evil disciple there shit. I probably would have been... I probably would have been bad, <laughs> like bad, bad. You know, I probably would have really mm-hmm. fucked up. They sent me back down to Dallas, Texas, because they already knew. Like, what age were you? I was nine. Okay. Yeah, it was mo- one of the most traumatic things I ever seen in my life. You know, a, a man as strong as him in a in a weak looking position like that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it just made me worse. Gotcha. So, so you when you when you growing up and you running through you know Dallas and you a you a teenager you trying to find yourself you know say you're eighteen or say you're nineteen, and now you running around Dallas. Um, who was your influence? Like, did you look up to any OGs in the neighborhood? Like, who influenced you? Like, um, you know what what what, what was that about? I will. I say around around like uh, nine. I, I I start going to these. My grandfather he moved into the suburbs, uh, and I stayed with him when I came back. So didn't nobody like me because you know when I when they asked me when they asked me where I'm from, I would tell them I'm from South Dallas. You know what I'm saying I'm from, you know I'm not I'm not really from here. So I I had to. I had to deal with a lot of a lot of people who thought that they were hard, I guess. And uh, so I got a lot of people tried to jump me a lot. You know what I'm saying? I got in a lot of little fights here and there. And um, I was always doing shit on my own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was some some guys that in Garland, I never I never got with they crib set, but you know. Uh, East Garland. I mean, I know you're not familiar with them, but uh, you know they they trade five seven. They they some seven Crips in, and they they the hardest Crips set in Garland. You know what I'm talking about? But mm-hmm. I just I, I ran with a lot of the youngsters. You know what I'm saying? That was there, and I did look up to a lot like Pac Man's and Triggers, and you know it's a lot of other names. You know what I'm saying that 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 I watched. You know, Coopers, and you know what I mean it's it's a lot of names that I did sit back and watch but I never really just affiliated myself all the way 
with them because I'm I'm from South Dallas, you know what I'm saying? My hood is originally uh 007s, you know what I'm saying? But as I get older, uh I went to I I I was in Henry Wade. Henry Wade is a juvenile. So by like 12, 13, 14, I was locked up. You know what I'm saying? I was in juvenile yeah. doing boot camps and shit. So I'm going to school locked up. When I get out and I get back to high school, uh, grandparents still in the suburbs, so they sent me to this school, and I'm still getting in trouble, selling drugs or whatever. You know what I mean? Because I was in special education, so I ain't really had shit to do in the fucking school anyway. Nigga, mm-hmm. it wasn't that much work to do. So, you know, shit, I'm hopping from class to class, so I'm utilizing that opportunity to make me some cash. And uh, after that, you know, once... Once I started getting into more trouble, my grandfather passed away. Then my grandmother passed away. Uh, before my grandmother passed away, my step-grandmother passed away, I got into it with the Garland police. And this is another traumatic experience that made me even worse. Uh, they chased me down because they said I fit the description. We was in the car, and I took off running. You know what I'm saying? And they chased me down in like eight police officers in Garland, Texas. They were all Caucasian. Like, they beat me down. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about they beat me down. Like, man, like, they like they really went in. You know what I'm saying? One officer got on my back. I was 17 when this happened. I was, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was almost, I was almost like league. I was just turning 18 when this had happened. Uh, and so this was like 2002, 2000, and, no, 2003 this happened. So the officer got on my back, and he choked he choked the life out of me. He choked me he choked me so severe that all of the uh, the blood vessels in my eyes sockets or in my in my pupils, everything there was no white in there. So he he bursted all the blood vessels. I went to school. I got bonded out. I went to school the next day, and niggas was like, "Man, your eyes is red. Wow. Why are you wearing red or white?" You know, because they they took the soul, the life out of my body. You know what I mean? Like there was no oxygen in my body, and uh, so I got three felony assaults then, and that's when my that's when my felony career started. After that, it just got worse and worse. You know what I mean? I mean, I was already selling weed. I was already, you know. Uh, doing uh, burglaries and, you know, going in people's cars, stealing out their houses. I was already doing that shit all over Garland because I ain't really give a fuck. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sure. And, uh, yeah, after that, you know, after my step-grandmother passed away and, you know, all my other family members, they so spaced out and they in their own zone. You know what I'm saying? And my branch of family, I don't know, they we just like the... It, it just seemed like my branch of family was chosen, and everybody, they didn't fuck with us, but they fuck with us. You know what I'm saying? So it, I don't know. It, it's real hard to explain. Like, you got it, and everybody else know it, and so they really don't. They ain't finna let you spend the night. They ain't finna. When, if you die, they ain't gonna give. They don't really give a fuck about your kid type shit like that. That's that's a lot of. Yeah. So you know that. Shit, man, I just, I had to get it how I live. Okay. I definitely understand that. Yeah. Definitely understand that. So, 
Um, did you, like, with that being said, I understand you spoke about your OGs and some of your upbringing. Um, what was your father? Did you have a father? That did, like, was your father one of your OGs? Was he in your life? Can you tell me about him? All right, well, uh, 2006, my mother was, uh, she was dying of uh, uh, diabetes or whatever. She was on dialysis. And she and she had contracted uh, AIDS or HIV, whichever one, uh, and she had it for a while. Ever since I was in juvenile, she told me that uh, she told me that these guys had tried to kill her in like one of these states that she was in. So she had to jump out a two-story window, you know what I'm saying, and uh, and get away because she was washing dishes one day. And the guys, this is what I, when she wrote me this letter, I, it fucked me up because it was on my birthday when she told me this story. Uh, she said that they came in, they heard that she had had AIDS, and she had been washing the dishes and with the dope, uh, cutting the dope, doing all kind of stuff, and they they felt that they had like contracted it, so they wanted, you know, I was like, man, what the hell? I'm I'm too young to be knowing stories like this. Well, anyway. Um, you know, life is life, and mm-hmm. I finally start, start kicking it with my mom again because, you know, she was in and out of prison, state-to-state prostitute, or whatever the fuck she was doing. Uh, so she sat down, and we was talking, and uh, and this was before I graduated. She said, uh, she said to me, uh, I always wanted to tell you who your father was, you know, uh, we just ain't we just ain't really had that time. And I always wanted to know myself, like, who the fuck is my father, girl? Now, at that point in time, I had no choice but to believe what she was saying. I don't know if she was true, and I still don't know what she was saying, if she was high or not or anything. I don't I don't know. So she told me my father's name is Robert Beck, and she said he's a pimp and a poet. I said, huh? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. No, I'm oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When she said she said his first she said his name is Iceberg Slim. And I said, Okay, well who is that? And she said it's Robert Beck and then she was like he's a pimp and a poet. So in my mind, I was like, All right, cool then. You know what I'm talking about? Because I tell this yeah. story all the time. Um so years later I go on the internet. And I just searched Robert Beck. And then I put Iceberg Slim with it. That's the same fucking person. Right. Robert Beck. Iceberg Slim is a pimp. Some classic. Yeah. Who really revolutionized pimping in this country. Absolutely. So, um, you know, when she told me that, and then then I looked at it, I was like, yeah, fucking right, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. And you know, I just left it at that. I so I don't know. I don't know who my father is. The streets have been my father. Gotcha. So, like far as music, what age were you when you first got involved with with music? Like your first song, who recorded your first song? Uh, who recorded my first song? What? Well, I was in Garland, and um. There was this nigga named uh, Kelvin Fowler. He used to go to his house and um, 
he, this is when he, he like you know he was privileged. His dad worked at this at, at Lou Steric University at the at the jail at the county jail. Uh, but I didn't know that until I started being a, a criminal. I mean, of uh, you know getting caught and getting locked up. Well, he used to record us on his computer at his at his house. You know what I'm saying? But I used to freestyle. He used to be writing. You know what I'm talking about? So he would record that. But that was the first time I ever heard myself, you know what I'm saying, at that nigga's house when he was trying to be a rapper and shit. But I had always been writing and sitting up, you know what I mean, uh, just in the house, just, just trying to write lyrics after Tupac passed because I came, I came down here in 95. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I moved back to Texas in like 95, like at the end of 94, 95, somewhere in there. You know what I'm saying? That's when Tupac had passed away. So I I was like, shit, I want to write. I want to write like Tupac. I want to make music like Cud. Dope. So, Dope. So go ahead. No, keep going. You, you, so you said. So, oh. so you, you, so that that's how you got introduced to um the music. So. What about your first? So your first song you said was in Garland, Texas. Um, what was that first song? Well, no, it wasn't a song. I was just saying to in- introduce to record. My first song I ever recorded was uh, Dallas, Texas. It's my city. Mm. You remember who recorded it for you? Uh, Benny Bobolino, uh, Dooney, Dooney the Priest. Uh. My my man Dooney the Priest, he was he was doing like this pull your pants up campaign in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. And uh that's my first actual song recorded in a studio. You know what I'm saying? With like the the business, you know what I'm saying? I paid two hundred and fifty dollars for that song. Gotcha. Yeah, so Did that you was that, that's the first actual huh? Did you shoot a video for it or um what did no, you did? No, no, because that that was that was like in the old old four, fives and six. That was somewhere in there. That was when uh, you know, I was trying to I was trying to establish myself as an actual rapper. You know what I'm talking about? I was hoping uh not hoping, but hosting open mic nights from the ice bar to uh Sheba's Palace in the North, like uh all these clubs in downtown Dallas, I used to deal with this cat, these, uh, this Puerto Rican named uh, Big Rob. You know, right now he he got he got a lot of stuff going on in the Triple D. So, man, I've been around for a long time. Like, and this was before Christian music. What we talking about right now is before I even became a Christian, before I did Christian music or anything. Dallas, Texas is my city. Was my first song I ever recorded that I paid for. Dope, dope, dope. So, so doing that transition now, you in music. I want to know, um, like far as like family and friends, did they did they see the potential or did they see the success on the horizon? Like, how was that? Like when you when you introduced your music to your family and friends? Nah, nah, my my family wasn't really just around like that. When I was locked up, they wasn't around like that. The only one is my auntie, and seeing that, uh. That guy in the new generation song. She's the only one who and my uncle here. They only the only ones that just been around like that. You know what I'm talking about? All the other family, they never, they never. Uh, well, my cousin Tony, you know what I'm saying? But that was just on get some money. You know what I'm talking about? 
he, you know, he had a moving business, so he'd come and get me, and I'd make, you know, I'd make some money with him. But most of my other family members, if they wasn't, like, like older aunties and grandparents and stuff, everybody else, they ain't, they ain't really give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I was the bastard goat because they didn't, and niggas like, hey, that goat ain't got no daddy because he ain't got no sense, neither fuck that shit. Just let that nigga wander in the woods and be all right. That's how that's how I was treated in my family. Like we got we got a lot of land, we got a lot of family members. We got uh, my cousin Ben. He he danced for the Maverick Maniacs. I had a cousin in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Ramos McDonald. You know what I'm talking about? Like I got like it's a lot of prestigious shit going on in my family. People with businesses and stuff, but they always treated me like the bastard goat. Cause. Wow. Gotcha. What about friends? Did, did any friends like uh, pick on like man, bro? You tight, keep doing your thing. What everybody, everybody, anybody who know me, anybody who's ever been me and been around me, they know I've been rapping forever. I've been, I've always been a lyricist about everybody. It don't matter who it is. Niggas know I got it. Niggas, man, everybody, every any person that I've ever encountered. If if you've ever seen me in the triple D anywhere, beating on trash cans at the train station or the bus station, or on, if you seen me riding on the bus, nigga with a phone in my hand, nigga listening to ringtones, uh, when ringtones was hot, nigga, I used to freestyle off of ringtones and shit, nigga, you know what I'm talking about? Instrumentals yes, and shit, just, man, I'm, man, I'm talking about, it don't even matter, niggas know, niggas know Pharaoh been with this music, this, this rapping, this, this shit for, man, it's been, on, it's 21 years in the game, man, doing this shit, like perfecting my craft, being patient. Absolutely, absolutely. Got you. So Duke Farrell. So, mm-hmm. like far as um, you know, you you recently been in the news as far as the um media in regards to um Kodak Black and Gilly, you know, as well as Ti. Now, uh, first we want to go from the beginning. So we want to know exactly what is Nipsey Hustle to you, and far as the Crip movement. And everything, like, can you give us a little backstory on that? Well, first of all, long live Nipsey Hussle. Um, I started, I started taking notice of Nipsey Hussle. Like, I wanted to know who he was when I seen him in the movie with Snoop Dogg. You remember that movie with Snoop? Absolutely. Where, he, uh, where that nigga had that eye in his hand. That's the only yep. way I remember saying that. I don't even know the name. What's it, Bones? Ain't that bitch called Bones? Yeah, it's Bones, right? Yeah, it's Bones. No, nah, it ain't Bones. Okay, well, anyway, I first seen Nipsey Hussle in, you know, cameo than that. So I was like, you know, nigga had the the, 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 uh, the plaid on, you know. Like, I was just like, who is that? Because he was talking, Snoop was talking to him or something. I was like, well, who the fuck is that? You know, when I read the credits, you know what I'm saying, it said his name and everything like that. And then... I started seeing them, you know, uh, here and there, here and there. And then when Cuz was like, he gonna, he he finna sell his music, his CD for a hundred dollars. Cuz I was like, damn, niggas can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, damn. absolutely. And he was he was successful at it. So you know, um, the it wasn't like selling selling a million dollars worth of them bitches, but it was it was successful enough to make people notice like this is a true businessman. So after that, I, I yeah, you said a hundred racks. 
he wanted a hundred racks for that tape to right. move forward to his next project, which is gonna cost him a hundred racks. Right. So he was just his mentality was just hustle, cuz so I was always just in the like I was always in this hustle. So, you know, after that we see him do the you know, the the store. I see him hopping more movies. I see him, you know what I'm saying, like doing more music. And then, you know, the Donald fuck Donald Trump shit, you know, I was like, damn, cuz really like on some cripping for real. You know what I'm talking about? So I've been yeah. paying attention ever since that movie Bones, cuz. Like I've been I've been paying attention to to who is he since since I seen that movie and uh, after that nigga it it's it's all it's all progress, you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't you don't follow a nigga like that, like I was I wasn't really into his style of music because I got a different style and genre of music that I even listen to. You know what I'm talking about? Like it 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 it, it sounds different. What I like what I like to listen to. I ain't talking about just rap, country. Like I I, I listen to soul. You know what I mean? I don't like to hear all that pain. So it's not that I didn't like his music because I listened to it, but I just didn't, it didn't, it didn't fill me up. You know what I'm talking about? Like I listened yeah. to soulful music, but I listened to him. I just didn't, it, it wasn't like on a consistent basis. So I just felt like, you know, when they killed Cuz, I was like, man, I'm finna let Cuz know. Hey, man, I, and I was hoping that he was in the, in, in, in the environment, you know what I'm saying? Because when you die, you don't just leave. You don't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like your like your your essence and everything is poured out in the atmosphere for all your loved ones and for you to you know. So I when I was out there, I felt cuz man, you know what I'm talking about? Because it was just it's like he had his hand over the hood. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. so now we go to um you know Nipsey Hustle passing. You know R.P. Nipsey Hustle definitely a uh, staple in the game. Definitely gonna be someone we gonna keep mentioning forever. Um, so now we move forward to Kodak Black disrespecting um, Nipsey Hussle's, you know, um, maybe could have been sooner be wife, you know what I mean, uh, Laura London. So with that being said, then how did you get to the Gilly and T.I. this? I will. Uh, first of all, uh, this it wasn't a it wasn't just a it wasn't a diss to uh fucking whatever the fuck this nigga name is. It, was, it was more of an OG understanding. Yeah, it was more it was more like a uh a check these niggas, check these niggas temperature, you know what I'm talking about? Like and I was mainly talking to T I. I only said something about silly the squid nigga in the first two minutes. Because uh, it, it just like that's how that's how I titled it, like Gilly, Ti, and Kodak. But I put Hodak, and I really didn't just elaborate on him because I didn't have to. It was some whole shit that he allowed to happen, and that's that. So I don't gotta really speak. And he the younger generation anyway. I'd rather see Kodak and say, you know, what I'm talking. About? I'd rather see him and say, you know, one day like. When I do get around them, like, cuz, man, you know, that was some mark ass shit that you, you gotta, you gotta clean your shit up and da 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 You know, if it, if it ever happens. But a nigga like Silly the Squid and T.I., 
oh, eventually I'm going to see these niggas. You feel what I'm talking about? I'm going to eventually see them because T.I. has already networked in my city. You feel me? Absolutely. So, anyway, a big market. Right. So the reason why I even spoke to T.I. or, or you know, check this nigga temperature is because I interviewed Jasmine Elin's brother. The girl who was uh sexually assaulted in that in that club in uh in Atlanta. You know? Yeah, I remember that situation um in Atlanta where, you know, the uh female she was assaulted in the club, you know, um right. unfortunately to this day I don't think that no one was charged. Um Well the, so, well, the know, dude, the Dominique the Dominique guy, he was charged with uh First, he was charged with sexual assault. Now it's just battery, or or it's simple battery or something. So, uh, her brother to this day, uh, is like, hey man, you know uh, that that's uh, fuck, where that phone at? Okay. It didn't happen the way that she said it did happen. You know what I'm talking about? But anyway, back to Ti. My nigga, don't speak on my city if you're not going to correct shit that or speak and correct shit that happened in your own fucking city. My nigga, I've been doing things in my Absolutely. city, my demographic. Man, when Botham John passed away, I got on a ticket. You know, I mean, I mean, I got a ticket, got on the plane, went there, shot the gang video, did some interviews, uh, protested, whatever. And I didn't even say nothing at the protest. I was just there. I was just there, nigga, to stand in the gap and watch over Dominique so didn't nobody shoot at him or, or you know, anything. Could you go out there, if, if whoever was there, when he was talking, I'm looking at rooftops. I'm, I'm watching people in the crowd. I'm watching the police because his message was, if the police don't fix it, shut them down. So, you know what I'm talking about, nigga? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody protecting that man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody like you know, niggas ain't really just on my nigga, you saying something that really can get you, you know, in the in the bind. You know what I mean? I'm cribbing, so hey man, I'm gonna I'm at least keep my eye out. I'm at least, you know, I ain't gonna let nobody run up on you. I'm not you know, you feel what I'm talking about? And that was my mentality. So see I he's saying these things and he's doing all of these publicity stunts. But you can't call out my city because we, we actually take care of issues in our city. Like, we handle it. And we've been handling it. Absolutely. So, so we got out we got out the situation with T.I. Now, um, let's speak about Gilly. Um, how did that whole, you know what I'm saying, because we've seen the latest video you know, you went live with Gilly. Of course, Gilly is running from you because um, he still hasn't showed us any footage. But um, can you elaborate on that? Where the footage at? <laughs> Where the footage at? Shit, that's, 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 that's the best I can do. Hold on, let me. Capital W, capital T, capital L. Oh, yeah, put the hashtag in front. Gotcha. Okay, so we're gonna move on. Um no, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about um you know, we I seen you remake the um the Mo song and um you know, far as far as remaking that song and then I know that 
that guy has beef with Yellow Beezy, and I, I actually seen a video with a, uh, a song that was um, dedicated to his, towards um, Yellow Beezy. If you can uh, elaborate on that situation, how did that come about so we can get that out of there? Oh, you talking about uh, Roy Lee, Roy Lee, and uh, the whole Roy Lee situation? Yeah. Okay. So it's Roy Lee situation. That's how it stems to, to get to Yellow Beezy. Yeah. It, it, it really. Okay. Well. All right, let me let me let me go let me go all the way back because you really getting the exclusive. Ain't nobody really is gonna be able to take this and put it on the internet first. You're gonna be the first one. Um, I get out of prison. Uh, twenty twenty sixteen, and I work a little bit, get my get my little monies up, and I'm like, man, shit, I'm gonna get jump back in this music. So I jump back into music, and I end up opening up, getting a getting in a situation to open up for Lil Boosie at the Gas Monkey December 4th at the Boosie Bass, right? Yeah, I think it was the 4th or the 16th, whatever. Yellow Belly was there because he opened up. He he went on before uh, Dolph, then it was Webby, then it was Boosie. The nigga who was in front of me, he was wearing all red. Him and Yellow Bees, they looked like they was wearing the same kind of suit. I forgot what that nigga name was. But um, that's that's the uh, first time I had encountered Yellow Bees up close. I ain't really, I don't think I really talked to him. I don't, I don't know. Nah, we ain't because we was doing sound check. Uh, after that, I seen cuz at the... Uh, at Truth Nightclub, right? And D Gully was there. Uh California Gully. He he had an old clip. So me, D Gully, and uh Yellow Belly, we was we was all like standing like near the DJ booth or kinda like right outside of the dance floor talking. And um nigga Yellow Belly said, Man, I wanna bring all the Crips together, man, you know. Do something for everybody, and we been like bring us all in. And I was like, hey, yeah, shit, whatever. We all need to get this shit, you know. We need to, and you know, D Gully, he, 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 I don't know, I can't remember what he said or if he said anything at all, but you know, we like to see, yeah, so now in my mind, and Yellow had a show too. At there at Truth, and the stage is real small, so I just walked on the stage. And we, you know, he did it. That's on me song or whatever. And this is before all the fucking finger rings, and he wasn't really blinging like that. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah. anyway, that 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 time passes. So that's the second time I seen him in the flesh. The third time I seen him, Earl Spencer was at the club. This was at V Live. Right, so you know, I'm getting my money up, so I'm like, shit, man, I'm finna go look at some bitches, man. So I'm in B Live, yellow, yellow belly. He was with his little entourage, like to the left when you first walk in, and you know, I was standing right there by the stage, just watching the bitch twirl on the thing. And he came down, and he was like, "Hey, cuz, what's up, y'all?" And I'm like, "Hey, yeah, cuz, you know that?" Uh, uh, uh. And she, you know, I was like, "Shit, yellow bees, man, they, that's the, that's that's, you know, shit." You know, you know, I'm I'm cool, man. I keep my cool, but I'm like, hey, yeah, man, niggas, you know, you know how you get your your bravado up. You like, yeah, man, real niggas recognize, you know what I mean? But I'm I'm still on a solo mission anyway. I'm just in there, just 
you know, hell yeah, man. That feel good, nigga, to uh, uh, yell a bees at that time, nigga, to say what's up to a nigga, recognize a nigga when he probably ain't said none of none of these other bitch-ass niggas. You feel me? Like, yeah, the young nigga doing this shit. I had I had high hopes for the nigga, and I'm glad he, ended, he, he doing his, his best shit, you know what I'm saying, because I said it then. Nigga was going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with. But after that, after that setting, uh, what what year is this now? This is 2019? Yes, sir. All right, so 2019, 20, 2019 has been a doozy. We go back, let's go back to 2018. 2018. Botham John. Botham John gets murdered by the police officer. So I come home. And uh, I was like, you know, I want to be a part of this, you know, to like raise some awareness as an artist and whatever. And, you know, give my artistry to it. So we don't never forget Botham John. They got us fucked up. They steady killing us. Fuck that. I'm going to just go on, you know. I'm on, I'm scrolling through, through Faze, you know what I mean? And I'm like, what the hell? These niggas, these niggas jump broadly. Who the fuck jump broadly? Cause hmm. I was mad. I've been trying to work with Roy Lee, calling him every now and then, cause I wanted, I wanted him to come through for uh, prank calls, cause he really got me started doing the prank calls. You know what I'm talking about? And so yes, I sir. wanted him to just come, huh? Dante, yes sir, yes sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted him to come through one of my lives. You know what I'm saying? Or come in my group and, you know, uh, do a prank call or two with me. You know what I'm talking about? And he was like, man, just call me, cuz. And so, you know, uh, long live Roy Lee, man. And I've been moving around and, you know, had the had the phenomenal little minor stroke in 2017 that put me out of commission. So when I moved, I was way out of position, you know what I mean? Like to deal with people, even with C. Struggs, long live C. Struggs. I'm to the work with him, but he was going through his health stuff. You know what I'm talking about? That's why you see me with the C. Struggs t-shirts and his brothers in the video for the gang song. You know what I'm talking about? So Absolutely. I guess he, right. So I guess C. Struggs brothers, Wendell and them, everybody come in, they come through. Cause all in, they come through, we, we shoot the video. I didn't incriminate anybody or none of that shit because I ain't never been that way. I don't show everything in the hood. I just show minimal shit. Um, Cause I, I just don't I, don't, I don't like uh, social police and fucking hip hop police. I don't like none of that shit. So anyway, um, and what we talking about again? Cause, cause you know my memory bad. Beast, how you like, how you meet um how you so how you get into it with um yellow um busy? Oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. So um, I'm looking through Faze right, and I'm like, damn. This nigga jump Lee, what the fuck? I thought this nigga said he wanted all the Crips to come together. So I instantly got, like, nigga, fuck that whole ass nigga. Nigga, no. So my my uncle had passed away, too. I don't live Uncle Heaven, man. So uh, I was I was in the back seat. We was of the truck, of his truck. My auntie was going to do something about the truck. You know what I'm talking about? Get some inspections and shit. So I was riding in the back. You know, because um, that's just like where I, where I like to ride it. And so I was waiting on her to come out. 
and, you know, I had on my dog, you know what I'm saying? I had my derby on and I had, you know, my Adidas suit. So when people said what they said about me, they were young, these young niggas, you know what I mean? They said he looked like an OG, you know what I'm saying? Because he's saying he a crib and the nigga got a dob on. He don't got like a baseball cap on. The nigga got a dob on, you know, to my derby. So anyway, right. I called Yellow Beezy out there. When I seen that they that he had, that him and his partners had jumped royally, and I was watching Roy Lee's response to like, man, set up the fight. Nigga was like, what's up? You know, da 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 da. So I was like, shit. Since since you don't want to set up the fight, I want to scratch. You know what I'm saying? I want I, she had scratch me. You know what I'm talking about? Since you don't, since you ducking Roy Lee and you acting all Hollywood, I was like, okay, well, you know, Roy Lee from South Dallas. He a seven nigga, Trey Five Seven Dixon nigga, and uh, you know I'm a one eight seven nigga. I'm a seven nigga. I'm a South Dallas crib. You know what I'm talking about? Like I'm, you know, so I, I'm finna I'm finna ride with my partner. This is this is my partner. I'm riding with my partner. Fuck yellow belly. Gotcha. So it's bigger than just rap. It's just about basically family. Yeah, it's just like nigga, my hood, my island, nigga. You ain't finna. You ain't finna jump. You y'all jumped that nigga, and he was it was just him in the club. And nigga, you ain't even. And really, really, Yellow Belly got mad because uh, Roy Lee made a joke that Yellow Beezy wasn't from Oak Cliff. He from Lancaster, Joppy, and you know some other places outside of Oak Cliff. So for 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 Yellow Belly to get mad and jump that nigga for that. I just was like, shit, nigga, I want to scratch it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just a natural thing, nigga. If a nigga do some hoe-ass shit, and this is just this is just lock-up mentality, hood mentality. If a nigga do something to my partner or anybody I know, I want, I want, I'm riding. I want to scratch. I want to eat. What's up? Man, fuck them niggas. We don't give a fuck. That's just South Dallas versus Oak Cliff, and it's always been that, to my knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know that it's always been like that. And so now it just it just turned into it. So I made that video. Uh, one of the baby boys, he shared it, and it got like twenty thousand on Facebook, right? Because I it was on my on my Facebook page originally. Cuz shared it on his page, and he from Bonton, Double O Seven, right? So and he a blood. So he shared it. Then somebody else took it from his page and put it on YouTube. And then once it got on YouTube, OG Product One Hundred. Uh, the other goofy nigga, the great Wally, Wally the fucking fake, that hoe ass nigga. It's a whole bunch of niggas just started chopping up the video. And then they put the title OG Crib from South Dallas, uh, sends a hit out on Yellow Beezy. And I never said that. I never wow. said none of that. So just like this silly to squeeze situation, them niggas have already this is this is the second time this shit done happened, cuz. Wow. It's like I'm an easy target or something. I don't fucking know. Maybe because the way I look. I don't fucking know. Maybe because I'm a crip and he's <laughs> in the industry don't like crips or something. I don't fucking know, nigga. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely understand that. So, with all that being said, we got the beef out the way. We know who Duke Farrell is at this point. If you're watching this video, if you stay tuned through the whole video, uh, hit that notification bell. Hit that subscribe. Go also so hit that link in the description. Duke Farrell page will be in there. Um, the next question: Where do Duke Farrell go from here? 
I mean, it's all about progress, man. Um, Nipsey Hussle, from Nipsey Hussle to Master P, because I, I grew up uh, following Master P. That's how I follow Nipsey Hussle. I grew up following Master P that way. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Dame Dash, you know, when he built Rockefeller and all of that. You know, I grew up following guys like that. Uh, Jay Prince, I grew up, like, you know, reading their, their documentaries and, you know, uh, watching their documentaries, like when he went and talked to Larry Hoover and shit. Like, I grew up, I grew up like that. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, man, y'all don't worry about that nigga in the comments. I'm going to block him when I can. Like, don't worry about none of that. No, I'm talking about, I'll I get them in a minute. Do not, do not, do not say nothing to these, to these trolls, because if you say anything to these trolls, they're going to troll your page, and we don't need that. I'm going to block them in a minute. Do not say nothing to the haters in my comments, y'all. Leave them alone. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on uh, social media. Cause what was you asking me for? Hello? Hello? And what happened? Yeah, what exactly do we expect? Do we have any features upcoming? Um, oh, oh mixtapes or anything uh, like that? Yeah, I got an album called the Originality Album uh, coming out. You know where I'm? You know I'm this this rap shit, nigga. That shit trash. My last album, I, I put it out last year, but I really I really lost the passion after my nigga uh, Don Coolion passed away. So I'm not. You know, I really if he can't if he can't enjoy this rap money and rap music and rap honeys and rap cars and rap jewelry and rap this and that, I don't wanna enjoy that shit. I want I'd rather enjoy some kind of other money. You know what I'm talking about? So that rapping shit, um, I don't have I don't have no passion for it. I feel yeah, like so Tupac are you gonna can't. um what so what are you gonna do more so like uh are you gonna get into the social media like far as like interviews uh, podcast, you know, be, being more so of a personality, speaking on the culture. Man, that's it. <laughs> that's it, man. Everybody got to do is just uh, follow Duke Fair on any social platform. That's all you got to do. Once you do that, you're going to see everything. You know what I'm talking about? Because real record, not real. When you see real, if you ain't real, you never know real. Do real things and get real results. Jungle told me that. Okay, man, we're going to wrap it up, man. Uh, shout out to Death of the Cloud Chaser TV. We thank you for tuning in. If you watch this video entirely, hit, please hit the like, comment, on um, how you feel about Duke Farrell. Um, definitely a good guy. Uh, also, hit the link in the description. His channel will be there. And uh, to the next one, anything you need to say, Duke Farrell? Grow love and no love. Cool. And we out.